Hey, welcome to Oasis Singles. My name is Pastor Dave, and I'm so excited you're here. By the way, this site is not just about Christian dating service reviews and so forth, but it's also about life advice, all things Christian single. We have articles, we have interactive ways that you can get in touch with each other, and we also have podcasts that are all about the Christian life. I hope you enjoy our site, and I hope you enjoy the podcast you're about to listen to right now. God bless. Your job as a parent is to show your child, to teach them in the ways of God, to teach them to be adjusted the right way emotionally, spiritually, and if you don't do it that way, they're going to grow up being ill-equipped to deal with life. And the neat thing is this, some of us right now, I know, because I'm like this myself, I'm wondering in my own self right here, did I raise my child right? Here he is on his own, it's like, in a band like that, I'm being honest, it's out there, it's sex, drugs, and rock and roll, baby, that's how it is. Because they go from town to town, they're living in a bus, all right? It's a senior citizen's bus, but nevertheless, it's a bus. And uh, they sleep in the bus, they travel in the bus, they go from town to town, and there's people literally worshiping them because, quite frankly, he's a, he, he's a world-class guitar player. He really is. He really, and we'll get to that in a second. But I'm always thinking, did I equip him properly? And some of us are thinking, did I do the right thing? And I'm thinking the same thing. And you know, you might not see results right away. If you're a trainee, if you're a coach, if you're, and you are, you're a coach of your child, you have 18 years to do your job. And this is like Bill, Bill Parcells. Who, who heard of Bill Parcells? A number of us heard of Bill Parcells. He was the coach of the Giants, and then he also the Patriots, and then the Jets. And forget the other TV coach, I don't care about them. They're Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> he said this, he said his job was to simply equip his team to coach them, to prepare them, to be consistent with them, and to let them know that you know there's a better way, and so forth, and to put them in a position that when it's the fourth quarter, they would still be in the game. They would still be there on the field and in a position to win the game. And I keep asking myself, is my kid in the game have I put him in a position as a coach, as a father, as a... And by the way, there's a difference between a father and a dad. There's a difference between a mother and a mommy. And I want to say, my heart breaks right now today. Because I know there's a number of us, we didn't have daddies. We had fathers, not daddies. We had moms, but maybe we didn't have mommies. And I want to tell you, there's hope. We're going to get to that in week four. But there's hope for you. We'll talk about that a little later on. But my thing is this. I want to be in a position as a father, as a coach, as a dad. I want to make sure my kids are in a position to win a game called life. And that's what you, too, as a parent, as a coach, you need to be consistent. You need to be firm but loving. And you also need to show them the way. We'll get into that. Next week, we're actually going to be talking about relationally the top five things you can give your kid in the 21st century, or give yourself in the 21st century. If you're someone who doesn't, you know, you're grown up now, but the top five things. So the first thing is parenting is a process. Don't freak out. Don't freak out if you see that your kid maybe isn't doing 
what you want them to do. You know, life is a long road. And notice that's the process where it says train up your child. You see how it's like it takes time. There's a process. And you might have, you'll have peaks and you'll have valleys. When you have a coach, and some of us I know have a personal coach at, at a fitness center, maybe in the beginning they'll show you how the machine works, they'll, um, they'll teach you how to do it, and you'll see results right away. Isn't that cool? When you see results right away, you go, man, look at these muscles, man. I'm, woo, I'm building up muscle. But then you might get a plateau, right? You might get a plateau, and there's so many other things to go into, you know, working out and weight training and getting in great shape physically. You have to eat right, you have to sleep right, you have to do all the right things, but you'll still plateau sometimes, and sometimes you'll even regress. Sometimes. You ever feel like that as a parent? Your, your, your kids are just regressing. You think, man, I did all this, and look what happened now. Or even in your own life, you feel like you've regressed. You know, life is a process. Parenting is a process. Here's the second thing, is this, if you're filling in, is that, and this is so important, and this is my... This is really where I messed up early. Early on, I messed this up. It says, allow each child to what? To choose his or her own path and vision. And really, this has to do with this scripture here uh, in, in Proverbs 22, 6. It says this. It says, train up the child in the way you should go, in the way he should go. Notice, it's not the way you should go. It's the way he should go. The worst thing you do for your kid, or anyone else for that matter, if you're married or in a relationship, is to shove your vision and your thought of what you think you should be, you sh he should be doing down their throat. If you want to lose your kid, do that. That's the worst thing. And I want to tell you, when my kid was born, I actually, I actually thought like the Bionic Man. You ever watch the Bionic Man? And it's an old show. And I thought, man, I'm gonna find a wife who's about six foot tall. <clears throat> And, and 5'11", and I'm going to find, you know, and, uh, and I'm going to produce, yeah, baby, I'm going to produce a professional football player because that was my dream and that was my vision when I was 18 years, 17 years old. My one, I didn't care about college or anything else, or even girls. What was wrong with me, huh? I don't know. But, I didn't, but my dream was to become a professional football player. And I, I failed at that, but I thought to myself, man, <clears throat> But my kid's going to be a professional football player. So from early on, I designed it all in my mind. I right? met someone, and I wanted to have that nice big son. And I had two nice big sons now. And my first son, I said to him, you're going to be a professional football player or a professional baseball player. And I got him out on the baseball field. And you know what happened? Is um, <clears throat> When he didn't do well in baseball, I would get really mad. I would get upset. But guess what? Deep inside, if I was honest, I told you I'm crazy. If I was honest, I wasn't upset for him. I was upset for him, but I was also upset for me because I was trying to live vicariously through him. Do not try to live vicariously through your kid. Do not say to your child, you have to do this, you have to do that as far as what they do in life. Your job, your job, your job is to train them up to be the best person character-wise in life-wise. I meet so many kids when I used to interview kids. Yeah, my dad made me do this and made me do that, and resentment comes in. You know, I, I met a doctor recently. I shared this a few weeks ago. I met a doctor. He said, I'm a doctor, but I hate what I do. I go, what do you want to do? He said, I'd rather dig ditches than be a doctor. And he, he says, because 
Because that's what my parents want. It's not what I want. It's not my vision. When my son came to me, and I told you he's a world-class guitar player, I thought, hey, we're starting a church. And I was a worship leader for 10 years, but I'm not that great at guitar. I thought I could sing pretty good. And I thought to myself, I thought to myself, hey, this is God. This is it, baby. He's going to be the worship lead guitar player. And he's going to, you know, we're, we're going to do great. Look, I have a, a homemade worship band right here with my son. He came to me one day. He said, Daddy, and it really really a, a, a turning point in my life. So, Daddy, your vision isn't my vision. Ouch. Ouch. Your vision isn't my vision. Not that I'm not, I don't believe in Jesus or anything, but, but what you think I should do with my life isn't what I think I should do with my life. Are we, are we li am I, is anybody with me here? The worst thing you can do, and I realize, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry at the age of eight years old that I blew up at you because you couldn't catch a baseball because it just wasn't your thing. And I didn't, I didn't want it to be that. I wanted him to be that professional ball player. How horrible to do that to your kid. You, know, you have your own life. You can live it. And we're going to talk about how to live the best person you can be. Let your child choose their career. Let your child choose their vision. Don't shove it down their throat. The best way to lose kids is to shove it down their throat. And by the way, while we're on the subject, the best way to lose your kid in church is to shove church down their throat. And yeah, I'm going to say it. Because here's the thing. 90% of kids, this is a fact, and this is why we started Oasis. 90% of kids, any, and this is no matter, across the board, they leave church when they're 18 years old. 90 percent. We are losing our kids, not to God, but to, we're losing our kids to the church. They're going somewhere else to find something that they're not finding in church because we're intending to live through them by speaking our own heart language, speaking our own way of doing church, instead of letting them experience God in their own way, scripturally, but in their own way. We don't like it and we're losing them. Our vision at Oasis is to build a church where if you notice, well, our band's not here today, but we have a lot of 20-somethings here. And we allow them to express themselves. You own this church. God owns the church, but you own it in the sense of this is your vision. This is, you heard the passion in Chris's voice. That's what, when you give someone a vision and you let them run with it, and you unleash your child, and I'm a, I'm a shepherd, I'm a, I'm a pastor, in essence, I'm a child, and you know, I'm, I'm shepherding. But when you unleash people and let them live their lives in God's way, powerful stuff, unstoppable stuff, unstoppable stuff, you must allow them to choose their own path and vision. Your job is to get them on the ball field, coach them, give them all the advice, and then just, man, hang on. <laughs> that brings us to our next, our final point is this. It says this. <clears throat> says this and by the way, I just want to share this scripture before that. There's a scripture that's so important. It's found in Ephesians. And I, I, I'm just testing you all, right? There is no Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. It's in your guide. It's Ephesians 4, 6. Is that right? Anybody see that mistake? All right, see? I'm testing. But uh, it says this. Fathers do not... What's that word? Exasperate. Your children instead... And that's what it means by what we were just talking about. 
But bring them up in training and instruction in the Lord. Different word in Greek for training. It means to nourish. You know, when you're, when you're nourishing someone, like I had to go into the hospital and I had low nutrients and they had to put me, you know, intravenously, that's giving me nourishment. Your job is to nourish your child, not to bring them down, not to provoke them to anger. And by the way, that word exasperates in the Greek right there. I, the word sounds like really word. Parogizo, 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 parogizo. Sounds Italian, right? It means to provoke. It means, it means more than that. It means that you are so close to this person. It's the para. You're so close to this person that you know exactly what it takes. Oh yeah, some of us are real good at this. Exactly what it takes to push those right buttons and you just know, you just know when you say that word or you say that phrase, or you even the body language, because 97% of the communication is body language, is nonverbal. You know, when you do that, you just push those buttons more and they provoke, they're provoked to anger. And God says, Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because you're, you're, the very thing you want to happen to your child is the exact opposite you're going to get from yourself. You're going to cause them to move away. Go back to that verse. You're going to cause them to move away, um, to um, provoke them to anger, and you're going to lose your child. Instead, nourish them. Don't bring them down. You know, some of us have that habit of knowing the right buttons to push. Am I alone with this? <laughs> And it's just the way it is. And even in relationships, forget the parenting for a second, in your relationships with one another, husband, wives, friends, the closer you get, isn't it amazing that the closer you get to someone, the more you can hurt that person? You ever notice that? Like a stranger, who cares? You call me a jerk, what do I care? <clears throat> you know? But if you're a little closer to someone, then you get in and like really twist the knife a little bit. And God says, don't do that. Encourage your child. Raise your child. You have great plans, child. You know, give them, give them that. Finally, it's this, the third point. Finally got to it, is this. <clears throat> when you get to the point where you've done, you think you've done all you can do, and your child doesn't lie down on a psychiatrist's couch, yeah, doctor, uh, you see, it all happened the day my father, you know. No. <laughs> you've done all you could, you got him in the game, it's the fourth quarter, time is running out, <clears throat> they're, they're pushing down the field, and all you can do is watch and pray. That's right. You know, this is a general principle. This is a promise, but it's a generalized promise in Scripture. The fact of the matter is you can do everything right, and this is scary, isn't it? You can do, even in a relationship with your friends, you can do everything right in a relationship and nourish that person and do all the right thing, and so forth, and that relationship can still go south. That relationship can still not work. That child you raised, that you loved, that you held in your arms on the day they were born, and, and it seems so, so like one day ago, and you, you cried over that baby, and you loved that baby, and you're thinking to yourself, man, what's gonna happen to this child? That baby can still go wrong, even though you do the right thing. 
That's where you just need to rest. That's scary, isn't it? That's scary stuff. Your child could be the next mass murderer. That's scary stuff. But God says, hey, I'm God. Trust in me. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. The game's not over till it's over, right? I've seen so many amazing turnarounds in life. And look, at, we got the scripture. Go to Luke 15, verse 20. Here's a beautiful picture of this, and of a parent. And this is a father. Now here's a great example. This father allowed his kid, he didn't want his kid going off with his inheritance so early. He probably wanted him to stay on the farm and work and, and, and be with the family. He wanted his son to be the worship leader maybe of the band, you know, at the, in the farm there. You know? And he didn't want to let his kid go. He didn't want to let him go. But he did because you have to give your kid the benefit of being able to fail or succeed on their own. Again, choosing their own vision. But notice, he, this is just the product, for those who don't know, this is a prodigal son story. The father lets his kid go off. The kid asks dad, you know, I'm pretty much done here. I'm growing up. Thank you very much. Where's my dog? The kid leaves home. He does his thing. He, go, he, he got into a terrible mess. And I could, you could probably be sure, because this is a parable here, that this parable is really a picture of the love that the Father, God the Father, has for you. You can be sure that this Father tried to do the best for his son, that he loved his son. He did all Proverbs 22, 6, and it still turned out bad at first. The kid ended up whoring around. He ended up going all over the place, screwing around, ended up with pigs. He didn't, yeah, he didn't even have food to eat, for crying out loud. What was his father doing? His father was watching for him. What a beautiful picture you have of, of God the Father. And he was watching and he saw him while he was still a far way off. While he's still a far way off, he's looking for his son. And look at the heart of God. We talked about compassion last week. Look at that compassion that he has. He, he was filled with compassion. Not filled with you jerk, you did this, you did. No, compassion, compassion. Come home, son. I love you, son. Come home. And we see what happens. The story ended wonderfully. And the point is, all we can do in times like this is watch and pray. You've done your best. You coached your game. Now get out of the way. You're not the player in this. You need to get out of the way as a parent sometimes. Let them play the game of life. It's just the way it is. If you want to raise healthy children, independent of you, not dependent on you, independent of you, but totally dependent on God. And I'm going to say in closing is this. We're going to call up the band and do another repeat song. Thank you, Chris. Uh, and David. Is, uh, is this. Maybe you're at the point right now in your relationship with God where you feel so far away from God. I want to use this verse. I want to use this verse to encourage you and to tell you that even though maybe your mother and father forsook you, there's a, there's a scripture in Psalm 27.10. And this is a beautiful scripture. I love this scripture. I had a girl once come up to me crying. She goes, my mother hates me. My father, I haven't seen my father in 18 years. The girl's only 19 years old. So, but she said she remembered. I haven't seen him in 18 years. And she started crying. And my heart broke for that. My heart breaks right now for those of us that never had that kind of parent. 
You didn't have that kind of a love where there's a father looking for you in compassion. Instead, you had nothing, maybe. But what a wonderful scripture. It says here in Psalm 27, it says, even though your mother and father forsake you, say, forget about you. I don't care about you. It says this, that the Father, he says, the Lord, that's God Almighty, right? Jehovah, God Almighty. He says, I will receive you. That's amazing stuff. You have a God that loves you so much, no matter where you've done. And there's a, we have this saying here, you guys, most of you know it, no perfect people allowed. Listen, we're all screwed up here, all right? You're a sinner. If you don't think you're a sinner, sorry, we're all sinners. That's why we all need Jesus. If you're perfect, there's a church down the street that claims that, that you're to be perfect. We're not perfect here. But we believe that God can transform a life. And he loves you where you're at. And maybe you're at the point where you came to your in your life right now where you said, you know what? I'm so far from God. I don't, maybe I don't even believe in you, God, but if you're real, I really want to know you. I really want to know the love of what you're talking about. If this is true, I want you. I need you. Forgive me. Give me a new life. Jesus says this. To those who believe in him, he says he's given the right to be, to be called the son of God child of God. No one, and a parent, you know, all parents are going to mess up. This parent will never mess up if he loves you so much. He died for you on the cross, shed his blood for you. He rose again on the third day. And he's coming back someday for his kids. And the cool thing is one day the lame shall walk, the blind shall see, the dead shall be raised. No more tears in heaven. That's very true. It's very true. And while you're here on life, yeah, life can suck here. But while you're here, I'm going to help you through. I'm going to give you the grace. I'm going to be with you and walk you through, even if your parents forsake you on earth. Is, that, is there a better deal anywhere? Then tell me, all right? There's not a better deal. All, all it takes is to say, God, I ask you to come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. I believe in you to do this for me. For those of you that have parents and they, they messed up a little bit, know that the end is not here. You may say, man, I am so messed up right now because of what happened in my background. Don't go for that. Hang on with us for another three weeks. And in fact, bite your friends out next week because we all need some help around here. If you're a parent and you think you've messed up, hang on for a few weeks. If you're, if you're a, a parent and maybe you're not sure what's going on like me, Hang on, wait and pray. Hang on to the mercy, the grace, the hope that's in God. Let's bow our heads. Dear Father, I just thank you so much for this room. I thank you for the people here. Jesus, I thank you that when I was far away off, like Chris, looked at me from far away off and saw me where I was and had compassion on me. I pray for that person right now, Lord, that, that doesn't know you for sure. They walked in this room. They don't even know what hit them, but they're sensing God in this room right now. I pray for that person right now, Lord, wherever they are, that you would just let them know that you love them as they are, where they are, and that they would just be able to 
accept your love right now. Your grace and forgiveness and mercy. And I know God is speaking, and I just want anyone in this room right now, just keep your eyes closed. Nothing to be embarrassed about. I want you to, right now, I just want you to just raise your hands and we can pray for you. We want to give you literature. You say, Jesus, I want to know you for sure. I want to know your forgiveness. I want to know that you're alive. I want to know that I will never be forsaken, even if my parents forsake. I want to be forgiven and clean again. 